Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want for the holidays? 651 641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. What is it that you really want for the holidays? 651 641 1071. Bradley, why are we asking people? So, to me, the question is is there really just anything we want for the holidays, like adults generally speaking, for Christmas anymore? Because I just feel like once you get to a certain age, you stop thinking of yourself for Christmas, right? Like, I don't know, unless it's like a habit tradition in your family to get gifts as an adult. I just feel like most of the focus is on the younger people Mm -hmm. in your life, whether that's kids or grandkids or, you know, nieces and nephews. And so as an adult, I just often I don't often, but I found myself wondering, like, do I really want anything for the holidays? What do I want for the holidays? And I, I came up with one or two things. And then I did that thing where I was like, oh, my God, I'm an adult. Because the thing that I actually want just doesn't sound fun or like gift-like. Like, like so you're six, not going to play with it all day on Christmas. So 651-641-1071. Maybe you do have something that you really want for the holidays. Let us know um, and join that conversation. Or maybe you're just like me and you're like, I don't even know what I want. Because also the thing about being an adult is you just, get you just it go yourself. buy it. Yeah. Right. And if you can't afford it, you just long for it and know that it's not coming your way and you wouldn't expect anyone else to go get it for you. I mean, I think that that's part of it is the things that I don't buy for myself are things that are cost prohibitive. So I'm certainly not when, you know, people are asking me for a Christmas list. I'm not going to write down, you know, a $50,000 car. I don't want that. But what I'm saying is, yeah. you know, I'm not going to diamond ring. Yeah, I'm not Santa. putting that on the list. It's just that's I'm not going to do that. And so, like, I think that sometimes too, people think, oh, well, we're not going to do gift cards. That's a cop out. But I'm over here like, yeah, gift card is great. Well, Thanks. yeah. And I think typically, right, as an adult, it's just like, here's some money, throw some money at it. Like if you're right. getting gifts from people that might be more of like the thing that happens. And then like, do you actually spend that money on a gift? No, it goes in. I, I, I'm just speaking from my mm-hmm. own experience. If I've ever been gifted money, it just goes into the savings account yep. or wherever that is going to fund, you know, like buying the groceries. Paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones. Elizabeth is on the line. Hi, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, what do you really want for the holidays? Keanu Reeves. Oh, oh okay. Well, that seems possible. <laughs> Well, yeah, I've been dating him for like 25 years, but oh, I really haven't seen I mean, him much, kind so of, I really want him. It's, it's kind of rude of him he doesn't to, even know. to not respond know. to your request. I know, it's kind of sad, isn't it? 
That's so funny, Elizabeth. You know, he's got, he found that other gal, and I'm really kind of upset, so I really, you know, I need him to get over here. Well, it makes you wonder, what about yourself really wants to keep dating him for all these years, huh? Well, you know, he's just, <laughs> you know, he's supposed to be a super nice guy, and I well, just don't I mean, want to give up. Uh, if you've been dating that long up. and you haven't seen him, honey, I don't oh, think he's a really nice guy. Elizabeth. Well, you know, I mean, I'm kind of old and saggy like my basset hound, so I totally can't, you know, blame him, but... I just keep hanging in there. Elizabeth, you hang in there. I hope you get that Keanu Reeves. Merry Thanks Christmas. For your Look call. under the tree. Yeah, he might be there. Guys. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Let's go to Peg. We've got Peg on the line. Hi, Hi Peg. Peg. Peg, what do you want for the holidays? Hi. I desperately just want my teenage kids to not hate me. Oh, gosh. Good luck with that. Get in line. <laughs> I am on that team. I think we can all ask for that because I just feel like teens hate all of us. I mean, Mm. on any given day, if you're an adult, you're just the focus of their (laughs) anger. Because you know why? Because they're not adults yet. Yeah. And that's what they want more than anything. Oh. And do you just sound like a broken record, Peg, when you try to explain to them why you have to behave in the way that you do and that they will too when they're your your age? Oh, it's... I mean, these are children. I've stayed home with them their entire lives. I gave up my career. You know, and not that they asked me to do that, right. certainly. But they don't but appreciate it, for sure. They they do not. I mean, they've had, they've had a gilded life. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I didn't get the right kind of cereal. Oh. And God forbid. Yeah. Oh. They well, have you know. to eat life instead of Captain Crunch. Oh, it's the worst. You are, are you're they... a terrible mom. Eating Peg. lice? <laughs> No, she said, okay, I'm like, no, life. (laughs) I heard you. I was making a joke. Peg, I would eat your life cereal. (laughs) I do like life cereal. I feel it. Thank you for your call, Peg. Peg. Oh, just wants her teenagers to not hate her. Let's go to Megan. Hi, Megan. Megan, what do you want for the holidays this year? Hi, guys. Um, For my boyfriend to propose (gasps) and get me a ring. Oh, my God. I hope he's listening. I doubt it. He's probably at home with the kids. Okay, well, make sure he listens to the podcast later. Just, mm-hmm. you know, feel free to fire that up. I think I'm just going to, like, throw a little clue to here and there. And yes! 14 years. Oh, my God. Okay, 14 years, TikTok. Yeah. Let's, let's move on with this already. Now's the time. Exactly. Hey, Thanks, can, guys. Can I ask a weird question, Megan? Yeah. Have you ever thought about proposing to him? I have. Okay. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm, like, a girl. I want him to do it. Yeah. You know? I'm, like... Get me the ring and okay. make it special and incorporate our kids. And Maybe you could it. propose to him that he could propose to you. Like, I would like to ask you to ask me to marry you. <laughs> Maybe that's like one way of getting around it. Let's go to Susie. Hi, Susie. Susie, hi. What do you want for the holidays? Hi, this is the saddest adult female answer. But it's practical. I want tires. Yes. Yeah. See, that's the thing, right? When you're an adult, it's got to be practical. Yes. I know, and they're so expensive. Yes. Tires are one of those things you don't feel like you should have to pay for. You don't want to have to buy them yourself. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be practical because I'm an adult. It's just that's where I'm at. Yeah, I totally get it. Susie, all I want for Christmas is for you to get tires. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? Yes. thinking about that? Well, now I am. Thank you so much for your call. I hope you get those tires. Um, And it sounds like she's in her car right now, so I'm concerned. 
about her tires. Well, yeah, I hope they're not bald. Right? Um, what is it? So what is on your actual Christmas oh, list? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, so this is what got me thinking about this conversation. As I was, you know, like typically a Black Friday, uh, I will sit on the couch and go through all the sales. Mm-hmm. And I actually, that's when I will buy stuff because it's just easy and fun. And clothes, sure, like that's what I usually look for. But then I was like, I mean, there's sales on everything. What do mm-hmm. I want? Do I want anything? And the only thing that I want and I just don't buy is a humidifier. Now, it's a long story, because mm-hmm. you would say, why don't you just buy a humidifier? Right. But I can't just buy a humidifier in my life, and you know why. I do. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to get too deep into this, because I know what the story probably is, but you just like- want... Well, your partner has stand high standards. <laughs> I love it. He's obsessed with, like, there's a right way to buy yes. a thing and yeah. a wrong way to buy a yeah. thing. And I guarantee you, well, we've had a conversation about humidifiers in particular. We don't need them. I just want a humidifier next to my bed so that I can not have. Oh, my gosh. Like a scabby booger nose in like this time of year. And so, so many times I've been close to just buy. I mean, I could buy it, right? It's not like he would say no. Right. But I would. But for example, we needed a second fan Mm -hmm. in our upstairs. I did not buy the right fan. Oh, Bradley. I bought the wrong color. I fan. do have a couple questions about this humidifier. Okay. Like, are you looking for like a cool mist? Or are you looking for like a hot yeah. mist? Or are you looking yeah, for something you can mist. throw like a, a, f- a flavor or a scent into? I, mean, or... I don't mind a scent, but okay. yeah, like just a regular, you know, humidifier. Yeah. You just want a humidifier. I just want to have wet air in my house this time of year because my body is just one big scab. I think that that is, uh, I, first of all, the saddest Christmas list I've ever heard. <laughs> but also, I don't have anything better on my own. So yeah. I, I the the bad Christmas list in me yeah. sees the bad Christmas yeah. list in me. I you. mean, literally, it's like, because, you know, as we talked about, as an adult, you just go buy the right. things that you need. Right. And I just, there's nothing, like, I'm grateful for that reality, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm at a point where... I mean, not, you know, extravagant things by any stretch of the imagination, but like, you know, if we need something, relatively speaking, for the home, yeah, we can make you it happen. It. But but like the most exciting thing in my life right now is what kind of humidifier can I get? Oh, my gosh. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, I'll be giving Bradley Trainer humidifier. Just kidding. No, don't because you I'm know, just kidding. I know we're going to hear about it. I know. But no, I won't be giving you a humidifier, but uh, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes will be giving you recommendations uh, of things that you might be watching this weekend after this on my talk. One oh seven one. Paul McGuire Grimes is on notice on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. One oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. It's Paul, good to see you both. Paul good just poked you. the, uh, the, uh, Ted Lasso bear over I here. So to. no, it you happens. It I did. It was my fault. <laughs> I will own that. I still haven't watched it. Leave me alone. Okay. Uh, but Paul McGuire Grimes shows up every single week on the Colleen and Bradley show to tell us what we should be streaming or maybe should not be watching. 
uh, in theaters or on our streaming services. Let's start with Single All the Way. This is a Netflix thing. This This is is the gay one. This is Netflix's first gay Christmas movie. And it stars Michael Urie, who you may remember from Ugly Betty, as Peter, who lives in L.A. And he is going to go home for Christmas. And he doesn't want to deal with his parents, like, poking and prodding about being single. Mm -hmm. So he asks his roommate, Nick, to come home posing as his boyfriend. And, of course, that plan goes awry. I mean, I bet that they end up falling in love. I mean, if don't you, say, but I'm say. not going to say. Okay. <laughs> but one of the things I love about this movie, and I do really love it, I was grinning ear to ear, is that if you know your framework of your Christmas movies from right. Hallmark or Lifetime, mm-hmm. you know the tropes, and you know the fr- you will know how it ends. Yeah. And that's the most important thing, and I think that's why, you know, some people may say, well, that's like predictable, big deal. But to have something predictable, um, you know, for, uh, you know, a gay couple, that's a pretty amazing thing. Right. And and the movie is actually not even about them being gay. It's kind of like Bleep's Creek, where it's right. all positive, yeah. all hopeful. Everyone loves each other. Mm-hmm. It's not a coming out story. It's yeah. not a pretend to be straight You don't have to be gay story. to appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's really like the the leads, Michael Urie and Fleeman Chambers, have fantastic chemistry together. They're both gay in real life, playing mm-hmm. gay characters. And Luke McFarlane who does a lot of the Hallmark movies, he's playing a gay character and he's actually gay in real life. So the representation of gay actors getting to play gay characters mm. is really fantastic and something that the industry is slowly getting around to. And then the supporting cast, Kathy and Jimmy, oh, Jennifer oh, Robertson from Bleeds Creek, and oh, then Jennifer great. Coolidge is Aunt Sandy. Oh, oh, I love me some Jennifer Coolidge. But they really I mean, are trying to attract the gays, clearly, oh. with Kathy and Jimmy and... Yes. Um, Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge has a line in her first scene that I was laughing so hard I had to pause the dumb movie. Uh, it's not dumb, but like I had to know, pause yeah. the movie because I, I couldn't contain myself. And she's everything you need her to be. Yeah. I got to interview this cast, including Jennifer Coolidge. Ooh, fun. Ooh. Did they uh, they have any thoughts about what it was like to do this, you know, like, was it meaningful for them absolutely. in a way that I think it will be for the audience? Yeah, absolutely. And that's all why they signed on. They ha- They were like, if you're going to tell this story you know it has to be hopeful and it, it can't be about them being gay mm-hmm. and i think that's what attracted everyone to it uh Catherine and jimmy told me a lauren hill story in the interviews and jennifer coolidge is everything you needed her in an interview she just went on and ended up talking about being single around the holidays sitting in a christmas pew alone and it was hysterical she's the best she's oh my so gosh good. okay so by the way you can see all those interviews on your youtube channel Paul's trip to the movies on awesome. youtube they'll also be on kstp twin cities live later today okay Bye. so how many ticket subs for this and it's on netflix it's so on we netflix can all right watch now. it any Four minute to five go support this movie Four to five ticket subs, single all it. the way okay okay so the next one is something that is a time commitment and that is there's no problem with that i'm just saying it is a time <laughs> commitment and that is uh, the the Beatles documentary on Disney Plus. Yeah, get Beatles, back, get back. It's on Disney Plus. All three parts. It is seven and a half hours. So it's a time commitment. It, it, yes, it is <laughs> it's a, a time series, commitment. right? It's, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just see it as a docu series. Yeah, it's a like movie three, yeah. three chunks. I'm just of, saying it's yeah. meant you're not sitting on the couch for seven hours, right? One Unless hour. you're Holly. Well, I who would imagine, loves yeah. the Beatles, and, and that I makes would sense. Have if I had time to do that, uh, you know. Okay, but I loved this docuseries uh-huh. you like even if you're a Beatles fan and kind of know their history you will get something new out of it with every watch and what the premise of it is that it's 1969 they had not really performed together for about a year and a half together and they were set to 
do a TV special and record basically a new album of 14 new tracks. And they basically had just two weeks to get this all done. And this really is this inside look at what was happening in this rehearsal process. Some of the bombshells that happened, things they talk about. And it's all footage that we really have never seen before. And Peter right. Jackson combed through all that restored it all it looks like it's stunning that is it is remarkable yeah it looks like it could have been filmed yesterday yeah Yeah. that's how clear and crisp it is so the thing i will say you know when you present beatles documentary seven hours wow i am not interested however when you tell me that it's peter jackson and he had access to things that nobody's ever had access Mm -hmm. before the thing i know about peter jackson is of course he's an amazing storyteller and with that, that seven plus hours or whatever it is likely is filled with exactly what I need to see. I know that he is not going to waste my time with things that don't tell a story. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm not 100% bought and sold on the story, mm-hmm. I know by the end I will probably be grateful for his telling of it. So do you feel like he delivers in Absolutely. that way? And to think that none of this is his footage. He's trying to craft a story out of footage. And you get to see such inner dynamics of the Fab Four and how they work together, Mm -hmm. how George Harrison fought to have his voice heard as a songwriter. Paul kind of being the unofficial leader of the Mm -hmm. group. John kind of passively listening along. Yoko literally right by his side as if she's a fifth member. And then Ringo on the drums. Just watch it sitting there. Which is so weird. That is one thing that I will say is really weird. Like, you know, the whole all the stories about Yoko Ono Mm -hmm. and what she meant and what people have infused the meaning yes. of Yoko with but there is something bizarre about and a little bit uncomfortable about watching them jam together yeah. and have Yoko literally just sitting there but with her hands on her lap right. like and hey. and to your point too but she she doesn't say anything no but so she's like, like oh, as close as oh, I am to you yeah. right up on John Lennon while he's mm. and they're like creating music and that's the one thing I will say I love about watching, my husband is watching this. I'm like half watching it mm-hmm. with like one eye. The thing I love about it is watching the creative process. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating. They're tinkering around with like song lyrics and how do they want to put this album together and how would the song get back was originally thought to be a protest song against mm-hmm. the white nationalism that was going on in England at the time. Mm-hmm. And just how, the, and then there's a big bombshell that happens at the end of the first episode that I kind of mentally forgot about. And I was like, oh, I now need part two in my life right, right. now. So there is something that then keeps you there yes, for the absolutely. next one. And then even part two and three just have a different tonal shift than the first one. Yeah. Too. So if you thought the first one was like, this is kind of boring, know that it clips along a lot faster in the next two because it changes locations. How, How many, many tickets? Ticket five out of five tickets. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. And I'm just, I can't wait to up. kind of just keep watching it over and over again. Paul McGuire Grimes, Paul's trip to the movies. Check him out on all the streaming platform or on all the streaming platforms, <laughs> all the social media platforms and subscribe to that YouTube channel. We'll come back with crazy. Easy, stupid idiots after this. Thank you, Brian. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trader. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida Florida. and sometimes other places like like over somewhere in the United States in an airplane. 
Okay. Oh, up in the friendly skies. Up in the friendly skies. Were they friendly in this story? Well, I mean, sure. Uh, I want to tell you about an unidentified female who was flying from Syracuse, New York to Atlanta, GA. And Mm -hmm. she, well, she did something on that plane that led to her inclusion as a crazy, stupid idiot. Would you like to imagine what she did on the plane that earned her crazy, stupid idiot status mid-flight? Um, did she try to open up the exit door? No, thank, thank God. Because that would have ended oof, poorly and poorly. probably wouldn't be crazy stupid idiot. It would be CNN breaking oof, news. Oof, oof, um, no, this this was pretty bizarre, but not deadly. Okay. She... Or dangerous. Well, I mean, not dangerous for anyone else on the plane. Okay. Um, she went potty in her seat. <laughs> she did not go potty in her seat, but she did do something in her seat. And it involves... Her kitty cat. Oh, okay. I know what this is. Oh, do you? Yeah, because we did this one when you were gone. Oh. Did she breastfeed her kitty cat? She did. Um, Yeah, well, this story just came out today in the New York Post. Yeah. But, obviously, I missed uh, the story when it first came out. So, you know that this unidentified female flying from Syracuse Mm -hmm. to Atlanta was caught breastfeeding her feline on a plane. Yes. You know, so weird. I the thing that I struggle with about um, the notion of struggle. breastfeeding a cat. Oh, sure. Yeah, is that I have a cat. I have two cats. Well, if there's any animal I'm not putting on my breast, that's it's a cat. the thing. Dog, that's it. Sure, I could see somebody breastfeeding a dog. <laughs> I just, I so badly well, want to sit with this for a while. Dogs. I mean, they're not. I feel like cats. If they got, you know. Right. Claws, Claws and teeth and yes. their even their tongues are really rough. Yeah. I'm just saying also no. Um no. And I I do actually have a lot of I have questions and no answers cuz I I don't know about this New York Post article but when I when I first came across it all we had was the report from the pilot who repeatedly oh. had asked her to stop. And she did not, or I'm sorry, the flight attendant, but the note was from the pilot. Yeah. So it looks like there was a message sent through like the aircraft communication system. It's called a cars mm-hmm. and they alerted the crew in Atlanta that a passenger in uh, seat 13 a is currently breastfeeding a cat and will not put the cat back in its carrier. Uh, they then said, uh, and the, here's what the flight attendant said. This woman had one of those like hairless cats swaddled up in a blanket. So it looked like a baby. Her shirt was up and she was trying to get the cat to latch on and the cat wouldn't and she wouldn't put the cat back in the character or in the carrier and the cat was screaming for its life. Oh my gosh. She, so apparently um, this was, I mean, something tells me something else. Is there was on. like, there was a, a, a medical emergency perhaps happening. Anyway, they sent this message via that system so that Delta's red coat team would apprehend the woman once they got to the ground and uh, their red coat team are the ones that, you know, try to deal with these customer service issues the thing that i the question i had that we don't have the answer to at least based on what you've just told me is was the woman actually lactating oh i don't know i know see yeah. that's the thing i don't think we'll ever know we might never know the we answer may never to that. know mm. um that was somewhere between syracuse and Atlanta, Georgia, correct? Uh, sure. I we, don't know Atlanta, but I know it came from Syracuse. We are headed to Houston. Oh, okay. Texas Hi. next. Um, and that's where we're going to a casino. Yay. I, I do love a casino. I do too. And actually, your favorite thing at the casino is? A buffet. 
Well, the second your second favorite thing at the casino <laughs> is the, the slots. Yeah. So this lady is playing the slot machine. Um, actually, it wasn't. Oh, this is weird. I assumed that it was in a casino. Well, I was going to say I don't know of any casinos in Houston, but it was a convenience store. Do they just have slot machines and convenience stores? I mean, that might be a new development. I haven't been Fun. there for a few years. Okay, well, this lady was playing a slot machine at a convenience store um, mm. with another woman, and she was very upset because she was not winning. Well, and I mean, it does happen. She took it out on the machine. She poured lighter fluid on the machine, uh... and then she did the next thing, which is set it on fire. Okay, so that's probably not going to end well. So the other lady who was playing with her was angry because she was like, you set it on fire and now we can't play it. So the two of them started fighting and then it spilled over into the parking lot. And then one of the women shot the other woman and fled the scene. Okay, that escalated quickly. Right? Yes. I mean, hopefully the woman was okay. She was rushed to the hospital and she is okay. Okay, good. The police are still looking for the shooter. Uh, But the woman who started the fire and then um, had to be rushed to the hospital because she was shot at um, is also looking at charges. I'm just saying a lot was going on there. And if you're not winning on a slot machine, the proper answer is not to set it on fire. Yeah, no, just Just walk away or don't play in the first place. If you're going to have that much of an emotional reaction. Know thyself, right? Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, so... Careful who you're playing slots with. Um, And most importantly, yourself. Know yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. That was in Houston. Yes. Now let us go to Italy. Italy. And I want to tell you about a guy who did something that earned him crazy. stupid idiot says that's why we're all here. But specifically, this guy wanted a coronavirus vaccine certificate. You know, that's yeah. a good thing to have. You right? know, it's easy to get them, yeah, actually. You, the most important thing, though, in getting a coronavirus vaccine certificate, is generally to, speaking, is... To get the shot. To get a vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Then you They're get the free. certificate. They actually are free with the vaccine. It's lovely. Free with no purchase. Sure. Um, so, this guy wanted one of them, but he did not want to have to get the vaccine. Okay, so, that's a problem. But it's... Yeah, what is that? What is that smell? Thank you. I was wondering. It smells like spaghetti. Yeah, it smells like some sort of pepperoni experience. Are you smelling that, Yeah, I can smell it in here, too. What are we doing here? I don't know. We'll find out in the break. Um, (laughs) Am I feeling okay? Do you find it odd that we smell spaghetti and we're talking about a story from Italy? It's a little weird. Okay, anyway. um, Smell-o-vision. Let's go back to the man who's in his 50s. (laughs) was reported to local police following an incident on Thursday night in Biella, which is northwest Italy. Biella. Not like uh, Lady Gaga. Anyway, um, the regional government official who came across this story said, quote, the case, this case borders on the ridiculous. If it were not for the fact that we're talking about a gesture of enormous gravity, meaning, of course, obtaining a certificate right. by illegal means. Do you know what the illegal means were? That- I mean, it seems like it's got to be pretty spectacular. Oh, did he steal it from somebody? No. I mean, he metaphorically stole it, but no. He did something to get a vaccine certificate without actually getting a vaccine. <sighs> Let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. He kind of got a vaccine. Oh, did he sleep with somebody? 
Oh, that's clever. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm not, I was thinking, okay, I'm not going to go on. No. Uh, he kind of got a he vaccine. He walked into a place and was like, sure, I'll get the vaccine. Uh, <laughs> Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> and then grabbed it and ran. Nope. Uh, they actually jabbed. Him? There was a vaccine administered. To his animal. It was not him, nor his animal. It was his arm, but it was not a fake his arm. arm. Oh my gosh! Yes, he brought a fake arm. Yeah. So this guy this brought is, this is next level. This guy who's in his fifties, oh literally gosh. brought a fake arm to get his green pass, which is your proof of vaccination, so oh, that you can go word. to restaurants, museums, go to the, uh, the theater, sporting events. Apparently, it looked pretty legit. Um, the the good news is health workers were like, "That's not." I mean, your was arm. it like a chicken or something? Like how? Did, because I, what do you mean? It was. A I chicken? mean, because if no, it, it looks was like con- a prosthetic silicone arm, and they're like, "We know that's not real, okay, sir." No, he's doing it wrong. <laughs> A chicken? Well, I'm just thinking a chicken. No, I don't know. I was thinking like if you like put a chicken breast on the side of oh. a, you know, <laughs> or like a chicken thigh on the side of your yeah. prosthetic arm, at least it would look kind of like skin and then feel like skin when they put it, because they're going to have to inject a mannequin. Well, yeah, I mean, and imagine I like taking know. his arm and going, okay, well, that's not an arm. Right? So. Like they touch you. <laughs> yeah. They touch you. Oh, they what? swabbed. Oh my gosh. And they were like, you're not, that's not happening. It was a silicone limb, but despite so, its realistic color, they were not fooled. And what he, happened? Did he get arrested? Uh, well, um, apparently he was arrested and sent to France, which every Italian hates. No, I'm kidding. I don't <laughs> I was know. Like, really? They sent him to France? No. <laughs> Sorry, not the brightest bulb on the branch. I um, have no news on what actually happened, oh but gosh. I'm imagining they just didn't give him the thing and they were like, that's stupid. Don't do that. That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is the time to play a little game. That game is called the throwback. Live. Rocco's going to bring a, a, this today's edition after this on my talk one oh seven one.